This is Basketball More Than a Game with coaches going say quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Brought to you by United States Basketball Association, the leader in youth basketball. USBAHoops.com. Now get ready to chop it up with Coach's goings and quick. Coach Quick, you have done your homework once again like you always do. So what's popping, Coach? Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, Coach Q is so excited about our very special guest via telephone today. We got a Tar Heel legend calling in, so our audience is in for a very special treat. So after this short break, Coach G and I are going to come right back, and we're going to be chopping it up with Tar Heel legend Pete Chilcut. So make sure those sneakers are laced up tight. All right, Coach Quick has been on special assignment as always, and he is his new name is, you know what, Coach? I'm going to start calling you the mailman because you are always yes, delivering on our very special guest. So I'm going to kick it to you, Coach. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to some and present to others. He is a former NBA world champion with the Houston Rockets. He is a North Carolina Tar Heel four-year letterman and legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put those hands together and welcome to the GQ Coaches Show, Mr. Pete. Chill cut. You make me sound maybe a little bit better than I was, but I sure do appreciate it. <laughs> hey, you were absolutely outstanding. Well, I, 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 I give all the credit to my teammates and Coach Smith. Uh, I don't deny that I ended my career uh, the best I had been, but I'm telling you what, it, it's a journey to get to where you want to be, and I couldn't have done it without those people. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Kudos to, to, to your teammates, to Coach Smith and Coach Gutt especially. And, but for your body of work, you put in the grind, your, your work ethic at North Carolina. Coach Smith taught you what it was like to be a pro, and, and, you, and you took it on. You took it upon yourself, and you worked hard to get to where you are. So kudos on the career of Pete Chilcutt. No, I, re- I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. And you know, All right, Coach D. well, you know what, folks, I tell you what, man, we, you, you, if you don't, if you ain't called somebody and told them to tune in, saying tonight, you, you got about five seconds and you better hope you got them on speed dial. Uh, so we've got number one, uh, NBA hall, uh, NBA champion, and also UNC Tar Heel legend, Mr. Pete Chilcutt. So as we set the table and get into the segment, Coach Quick, here, here's where I want to go. Pete, I'm telling you what, yes, when, when, when I found out that he was going to be on the show, when I started doing my research and I found out that, that Pete Chilcutt's birthday was September the 14th, I knew he was good people, not just because he was a great basketball player at North Carolina, but I just knew he was absolutely solid. So, Pete, here's my very first question to you, sir. If you don't mind, take us to that first conversation between yourself and the legendary Dean Smith. Well, uh, a little a little uh, background. I had grown up in Alabama in the early 80s watching ESPN on my little four-inch, four-inch uh, screen. And so I, I grew uh, to love this certain guy that played there named uh, Michael Jordan. And I was I was like, I want to play where that man plays. And and then I recognized that, that Coach Smith was the man who put it together. And, and I, I quickly learned that he was a legend even back then. And, and so when he came calling... Um, I'm not sure how I can express my my just overwhelming uh, 
amazement that he was calling on me in Alabama. And, and, and this was the man I used to dream about playing for. And, uh, I would say I was nervous. I was, uh, I was anxious. I didn't know how to, how to speak to the man. So I was, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. And, and whatever, whatever he said, uh, almost didn't matter. Uh, I was just ecstatic that he had interest in me. And, and you, you hear about kids having dreams and I mean, who doesn't grow up in the driveway wanting to play for whatever team they're thinking about. Wow. And here it was, here it was three years later and he was calling me in, in Utah, Alabama and talking about getting me into Chapel Hill for a visit. And, and it was, it was the most, uh, uh, I can't, it, it's like someone calls you and told you you won the lottery. It made me feel that way. Like it was too good to be true. Wow. Wow. Coach quick, man. I, you know what? I, I, can you imagine, can you imagine being out there in the yard getting, getting, you know, you, you shooting your jump shot and your mom come to the door and kick the door and she said, get in here, boy, coach Smith is on the phone. I might've twi- <laughs> I might've twisted my ankle coming up the steps. Coach, I'll kick it to you. Absolutely. And you know, as a kid growing up in little old Carthage, North Carolina, I used to go out in my front yard with my, with my basketball hoop on the, on the pine tree and the backboard and everything. And I used to play, simulate the Tar Heels. And whenever they had that starting five in 1991, King Rice, um, Hubert Davis, George Lynch, Rick Fox, and Pete Chilcutt. I always played with that team. And I used to be out there just shooting hoops by myself. And I would talk to myself back then and just say, yeah, this feeling. Coach Smith, about to, he about to lead us to a national championship. It was an amazing feeling with that team in 1991. I tell you that, Pete. So, but my, my question to you is, tell us, coming out of high school, did you have a final list? What was your top five? And describe that feeling for us when Coach Smith and Coach Gutt came into your living room and sat down with you and your family. Oh, oh boy. So you're bringing up some good memories. So, again, I knew where I wanted to go, but I was going through the process, and, and I was getting – I was what we want to call a late bloomer. So that that senior – that summer before my senior year, I hit the camp circuit, and, and I played well. And before I knew it, I had I had – an offer from you, you name the school. I had an offer from them and I had my final five narrowed down to Carolina, um, university of Alabama, Georgia tech, Duke university and Virginia. Ooh. And, and I, I had, I had all, every one of those coaches, um, come through my house. Now, again, I grew up in a town of about 3000 people in Utah, Alabama. So we were, if you didn't know that, uh, Alabama's primarily a football state. I'm not sure if you guys knew that. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <sir. laughs> so to get to get the coaches that came through there, you know, the Bobby Crimmins, the, the Mike Skiszewski, the, the Dean Smith, the Wimp Sanderson, all those guys coming through my little town. My town didn't know what to do with itself. I had people driving by, driving by my house, honking their horns, <laughs> you know, yelling out the windows. And I had, I had, I mean, think about the legends I had in my house and, and I got pictures and I got memories and I had those five schools uh, to choose from. And of course I kind of knew where I wanted to go, but I was listening to all those coaches and, and they all had different messages. And uh, the, the one that still rang home true was what coach Smith told me. And that was, we're not guaranteeing you anything. We're going to give you a chance to compete, give you a chance to earn some playing time. And, and that's all I wanted to hear from him that's all i wanted to hear so uh when he came a calling uh he, he actually came up to my house twice uh it, it was amazing and it was it was uh it was something that uh again to have those choices 
at, at that time for like a, a little skinny 17 year old from Alabama that was a late bloomer. It was again, I was living in a dream at that time. Wow. Hey, Coach G, you hear that, man? In his living room, he had Mike Krzyzewski, Terry Holland, Bobby Crimmins, Dean Smith, and Wes Sanders. They come in. Can you imagine that, Coach? Well, you know what? Only time I've had uh, Mike Krzyzewski and uh, Dean Smith in my living room was when they were on TV. You know, I, I never, I, right? I, I never had him sitting there and be like, uh, "Would you care for something to drink?" And now, and and here's what Pete said: Coach Smith was there two times, not just one time. He was, I guess, the second time. He was just like, "I might have signed, I might have signed the deal on the hood of the car." Say, Coach, I'm gonna sign right now. As soon as they, as soon as the, so here's the thing, Pete. So he pulls back in the driveway the second time. Talk to us about the second visit, if you don't mind. Well, it's funny because um, I had some good visits other places. Um, and I had some other schools that were in my ear. And so he almost came back just to re- reassure him, myself that, that he, he definitely wanted me. So he was almost there like like the first visit was, you know, this is what we're, what we're about. We'd love you to come, come on a visit. And then I did some visits and he's like, I think we need to come back and, and, and make sure he understands how serious we are. And, and uh, I don't really think he needed to, to be honest, but uh, he came back. With the same with the same message and, and and just drove it home that that Carolina was the place for me and, and let me just give you a little a look to the future. Yes, sir. That, that decision that I made was the best decision I made in my life by far. Wow. By far. Wow. Coach, quick, are you still there? Do I need to do I need to have nine one one on standby? Are you good? Hey, I'm definitely still here, and I'm I'm smiling like a little kid on Christmas morning because <laughs> to be here and watch. Uh, to talk to talk to a legend that I grew up watching, that means everything to me. And and here's where I want to go. Okay, when you enrolled at North Carolina, Pete, you were you you enrolled to a loaded front court. I did. That was that was led by J.R. Reed, Scott Williams, and Joe Wolf. So you decided to redshirt and get stronger. Tell me what what the decision making process was behind that. Well, you you forget also a, a solid uh, a senior Dave Popson. I mean, we had we had a like you said a, a front line that was those unbelievably the, the veterans were awesome, and then the incoming players were highly touted. So, Coach Smith came over to me after one of our blue white scrimmages. He's like, you know, Pete, uh, it's gonna be hard to find playing time this year for you. I'm just gonna be honest. There's a lot of uh, of people at your position. He goes, I'm gonna recommend. That you uh, that you redshirt. He goes, it's totally up to you. You talk to your mom about it, your dad. Figure out is that something you want to do. He said, if you're going to do it, he goes, I don't want you to waste that year. Then don't just. It's not a vacation. It's a time to get better. Mm. And, and and I talked to my mom, and, and you can imagine now. I'm also uh, a 18 year old at this point, and I I think I'm I think I'm the man. So <laughs> it was it, it was a hard thing to follow. Uh, but it was also like the right was on the wall. I wasn't too I wasn't too proud to rec- to recognize that that what this was a chance to get better. And I was coming from um, a, a low level of competition in high school, so I think I had I had the added bonus of getting another year of just. I mean, think about practicing against those front that front line during the whole season. I mean, how could I not get better? And, uh, and so I took his advice. Um, it was hard. I was I was depressed a little bit that year. Um, you know, just being in a suit every game, um, 
and and then I had got through it, but that was that was a tough pill. But again, you know, Coach Smith wasn't about uh, anything else about getting the best out of his players, and he thought that was the best for me. Yes, sir, absolutely, and it it, it turned out and worked out for all sides. Um, looking at things now and just looking back on it, it worked out for yourself as well as Carolina basketball. Absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better uh, a better five years. I mean, if I could have stayed seven years, I probably would have. I, I love that place. Yes, sir. Coach D, I'll kick it over to you. Well, you know what? Our very special guest via telephone is none other than NBA world champion and UNC Tar Heel legend Pete Chilcutt. We're going to step away, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. The United States Basketball Association Future of the Game Annual Fall Showcase, the number one fall tournament for youth basketball. Over 100 teams are expected to participate October the 28th through the 30th, Marietta, Georgia. Multiple court facilities. Players' write-ups will be provided by On The Radar Hoops. All teams are welcome to participate. Travel teams, school teams, rec teams. Boys' teams, second through the ninth grade. Girls' teams, fourth through the ninth grade. MVP awards for each division. Register online at turnthemachine.com forward slash E112102 or call USBA at 678-822-1235 for more information. You're listening to Basketball More Than Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick and our very special guest via telephone, UNC Tar Heel legend, Mr. Pete Chilcutt. As we move into the game plan segment, we is brought to you by Chris Montgomery of Alcova Mortgage. When it's time to get in the game, call Chris Montgomery at 540-290-0558. Coach, I know you are about to have an out-of-body, so what you got? Yes, sir. Pete. Let's go to 1990 for a second. Second round of the NCAA tournament. Walk us through the last second shot in 1990 when Rick Fox hit the two-handed layup off the glass. 
when your number eight seed Tar Heels upset the number one seeded Billy Tubbs, Stacy King, and the Oklahoma Sooners? Well, let me tell you what that that year was one of our uh, one of the few frustrating years. You know, we, we didn't we didn't have a great year as far as wins and losses. We had a, a great leader, uh, Scott Williams, as a senior, but we had lost Jr. the previous year. You know, we, we underperformed. We didn't play as well as we thought. But we did get into that tournament as eight seed, and and you, as you know, in tournament time, all that matters is is what that team thinks they can do. And we never lost confidence in ourselves, and we thought we could have beat anyone that year. Now, now we we got an early test, like you said, against the number one seed, but. But you don't always have the Tar Heels. Can you imagine as a one seed having to face the Tar Heels? I mean, that would have been like the worst nightmare for Oklahoma just because of the tradition. And and, and we believed in ourselves. And, and we had that game um, down in Texas where a lot of Oklahoma fans, I mean, and, and if you're a competitor and you know Coach Smith, we, we thrived in those environments. I mean, the games I like playing the most were the games at Duke or at NC State where, where the crowd was crazy. I mean, those are the games that the real competitors get up for. So playing in, in Texas against Oklahoma, we were all pumped up for it. Um, and, and, and Big Will, Scott Williams, got in foul trouble that game, and we were behind the eight ball, but we hung pretty much the whole game. And then at that, that last play, uh, I mean, so Smith drew it up pretty much just like it happens. And, you know, you don't always see that. Sometimes other things happen, but he drew that play up. Rick made a nice little drive into the hoop, got that little bank shot. And while it shocked the world, uh, we were, it, it, you can tell from the, the, the highlights, we were extremely happy. But that game was something <laughs> we thought we could win. We thought we could win the whole thing that year. Uh, unfortunately, we did get past the next game. But I'm telling you what, that was a good example of, of, of the power of the coaching, plus also the power of what you could do when you believe in yourself. Absolutely, and I tell you, Coach Smith had you guys absolutely fired up and ready to play. I'll never forget sitting in my grandmother's living room watching that game. As I said, growing, I grew up a Tar Heel fan all, ever since I was five years old, and just to be able to watch you guys play, it was an out-of-body experience for me just to see you get past the number one seed. Everybody was, uh, they were hyping on Oklahoma that year. Felt like Oklahoma had the best team and would win it all. And my tar, my beloved Tar Heels walked in that in that arena that night and they shocked the world. But as you said, it wasn't a shock to you guys because you guys were already mentally prepared, emotionally prepared, and physically prepared to take down the number one seed. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, sir. Coach G, I'll kick it over to you. All right, so I, w- I want to go. I want to go back to a day in Chapel Hill. And this day, there's three guys on this magazine. When I picked this magazine up, Pete, there, <laughs> there, there's a guy. When you look at it, the guy on the left, uh, I think his name was uh, King Rice. Guy in the middle is Pete Chilcut, and the guy on the right hand side was Rick Fox. All these guys were seniors. Can can you? Can you take us back to that day? And the folks that don't know what I'm talking about, it was the uh, UNC media guide. Uh, they were the they were the three seniors on the team. How special is that picture? And and give us can you walk us through that time period? Well, I, I just got to apologize for that picture because it wasn't just just us. The shorts were really short back then, so <laughs> I, I apologize for showing so much leg. But but let, let me tell you, uh, it was a different time. And, and as you can relate to what you see uh, when you watch today's game. Um, you had you had teams in Carolina who always put put a big emphasis on on senior leadership, and I had I had some great seniors coming in with Joe Wolf, Kenny Smith, in that class, 
I had uh, Jeff Lebo. I had great leadership going throughout my career. And you, you kind of develop yourself as a player to get to that upperclassman role where now you were the man in charge. And, and we had, I think, one of the best uh, combination of leaders. Like, we didn't have a one guy like, like when George Lynch was a senior, that he was it. He was the leader. But on our team, we had, we had three. Like you said, King Rice, who was the feistiest, most competitive point guard you could ever have on your team. Like, you might not like his game, as an opponent, but you wanted that guy to be on your team as a leader because he was not going to let you guys lose. He was that feisty. He's that motivating for the rest of the team. You had Rick Fox, who was the leader who did everything. Like that man was so uh, smooth and efficient and it developed his game to become such a player that, that when he said things and led by example and by what he said, people would listen to him. And then you had myself, who I picked up everyone else. Like I came from a red shirt to not playing to working my way into, you know, starting for the, the top team in the country. So I felt like you had you had everything covered as far as the vocal guys, the guys who led by just being aggressive and, and, and feisty. You had the guys who just led by example. And so you can't ask for that. I mean, you, you can have one person try to do all of that, or you can have three guys who kind of spread the wealth. And I think we had uh, a, a great set of leaders there. And we had, you know, a, a huge freshman class that year. With, with the Montross and Derek Phelps and Pat Solov and, and guys like that, that we had to be leaders for. I mean, you don't have uh, the upperclassmen in today's game as much as you used to. And I'm telling you what, there is, there is extreme value in having those leaders on your team. Wow. Wow. Coach Quick, man, he's laying it down. But I, I want to say this, Coach, before I kick it up. How about those three seniors, right? Think about that. One, one, one of the seniors went on to win the NBA championship. And one, and the, and one of the, those seniors – was teaching middle school at Folsom Middle School in California. One of those seniors is a head coach at Monmouth University in New Jersey. And one of those seniors has been on the big screen. I mean, he's, he's an actor. You know, every time I tell him, like, man, Rick Fox, I mean, he, he, you know, he, he's going to mess around. He's going to be on one of the Marvel movies. But just in that, just what a great body of work and the leadership that you all have done on the court and off the court. So I certainly appreciate you uh, taking that, uh, taking us there. Coach Quick, what you got? Yes, sir. Uh, first and foremost, 1991 was a very special year. You guys senior year. Um, you you lost to Duke twice in the regular season, but you come back and you throttle those guys in the ACC championship game. Oh, what a gratifying feeling it was for me <laughs> to, to see you guys get redemption over them for those from those two regular season losses. But when you talk about King Rice being a feisty leader man i just remember the matchups him and bobby hurley going at it in those two games and then their whole careers king rice was absolutely a hard-nosed tough-nosed leader and he brought you guys together and you went to the final four so i want you to talk about that experience winning the acc championship game in the tournament in 1991 and then getting all the way to the pinnacle the final four and you faced uh, a familiar nemesis in Roy Williams and the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes, sir. I, I, I tell you what, uh, we don't like to play Duke when we don't like to lose to Duke. I mean, we don't mind playing Duke. So that, that senior year, that senior year, you're right. We had those two losses, and you know that was, we were out an outstanding team. And besides those uh, few games, we did pretty dang well during the regular season. But we got to that ACC tournament. 
And not only did, like you said, we throttle them, but I think it really turned the switch for us. We had, if you, if you don't remember, not only those those leaders that we talked about, but we had we had an extremely deep team with a, with a Hubert Davis and a George Lentz, and we had the freshman class with the Montross and, and Phelps. And so, I mean, we had so many kids that could come in and contribute. And the Henrik Rodel, we were we were deep and we were getting confident. And I think that ACC tournament game kind of turned a switch for us and said that not only can we beat these guys that we can we can win this whole thing so we were going into that ncaa tournament pretty confident like how, how can you not be where we have so many weapons playing so well and and uh you know that tournament though boy is six wins and you can't you can't have one game when you don't play your best and uh we did we did escape the, the mark Macon madness uh and that i think that was the uh final eight game to get to the final four uh, but by and large, we were handling our business on the way, and and I think in that in that Temple game, King Rice was hitting free throws down the stretch. We were doing what it took to win, and then we had that fate, that matchup with with uh, Coach Williams. And let me tell you, um, that was one of the games that you always look back and like, what if? Like, what if? What if Rick had shot better? To be honest, what if all the seniors had played better? I think the, the underclassmen and the freshmen played pretty decent. I think the seniors, all three of us, didn't play as well as we had been. And uh, and that was the only game, as far as I remember, that Coach Smith got ejected from in his like whole career. And it was Roy Williams. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. Uh, I felt we were very disappointed in that result. I mean, I don't know that we were looking ahead. You know, we had the other side of the bracket with UNL, UNLV and Duke, but... I, I think I think we could have won it all that year if we just stuck together and had that, had one more good game. I think that would have been the, the uh, granddaddy of all for the final final game. But uh, it was uh, it was a tough pill to swallow to end your career. You know, no one wants to go down uh, when they lose, not playing their best. But but that's what happened. You know, we we had to move on. But uh, it was it was still one of the best rides I've ever been on in my life. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. 
Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparker Cleaners today for your free estimate. 910-781-8488 and we will clean your worries away. You're listening to Basketball More in the Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick and our very special guest is Mr. Pete Chilcutt. And if you ain't called somebody and told them that we got a Tar Heel on the phone, that's your fault. But you better hurry up and dial that number uh, and get your Duke buddy on that phone and Virginia buddy uh, and let them know who we've got on. But as we move into our timeout segment, which is brought to you by the Havoc House of Waynesboro, Virginia. So make your appointment today and come in swinging. So, Coach, you know what, man? You've done your homework. Peter's on. Peter's taking us down through there. But here's where I want to go with our very special guest. Pete, you went, you went, you went to Carolina. You ran out that tunnel for four years and you walked out that tunnel uh, one year in the suit because you're a red shirt. Now here's my question. Tell us, tell our listening audience about the first time you went back to North Carolina as a spectator. Well, well, let me tell you what, uh, that is, it's not hard to remember because, because back in the day now, once I once I was out of the Carolina family, I was playing in the league for some nine years. And when you're playing in the league, you just don't get back as often as you like during the season. It's just it's just hard. But I want to say, and you might have to help me with a year. I want to say it was. Uh, I'll tell you what happened in the game. It was B. Reese hit the jumper. I think to beat Wake Forest at home. And uh, I want to say that must have been like 90, it may have been 93, 94, somewhere around there. Uh, And and that was my first time back. I had only been back to watch Carolina play in the Smith Center probably two or three times during my career, just because, again, it was so hard to get back. But walking in as a fan after you played there was was a a very strange experience, as you can imagine. being on that floor uh, after being away from that floor, it was almost like coming back, coming back to Mama's house. Like mm. you just felt like I was back home <laughs> with coaches on the on the sideline, all the family around me, and it, it was one of the special things about this place. Uh, and I don't know if you know, but I had moved back to Raleigh uh, uh, just about three months ago. I've been out of this area from, since 1999, so I'm back in the area. Uh, I'm back back where I belong, where the family is. How about that? How about that? Coach Quick, man, you know what? Man, this is an absolutely fantastic day. Just been able to sit here and chop it up with a Tar Heel legend. Coach Quick, what you got? Yes, sir. Pete, back in 2019, Tar Heel Illustrated named the greatest former UNC football or basketball player from each of the 50 states. Guess who was the number one player out of the state of Alabama? (laughs) <laughs> well, there haven't been too many of us, so uh, you know there, there's more. There's more recently than there ever has been. I know there was a guy named named Chilcut from the '80s, 
And then there's, there's, there's Brooks, and there's the Will Shaver kid now, and they had a transfer from Alabama. Uh, I'm not sure. Why don't you tell me who was the best player from Alabama that played at Carolina? The best player at, uh, that's from from the state of Alabama that played at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill is is on this show today on the GQ Coaching Show. The Tar Heel legend, Mr. Pete Chilcutt, who is a former NBA world champion, <laughs> but he was also the greatest player out of the state of Alabama to lace them up for the for my beloved North Carolina Tar Heels. Well, <laughs> yes, sir. That sounds good just hearing you say that. <laughs> yes, sir. Matter of fact, I would just like to read a little bit of the article, if, if, if you don't mind. <laughs> Upon arriving at North Carolina prior to 1986-87 season, the 6'9 forward from Alabama realized he wasn't quite ready to, to beat out USC other very talented big men for playing time. Eventual NBA players J.R. Reed, Scott Williams, Joe Wolf, and Dave Popson. A quartet that combined to play 40 seasons in the league. So Chilcutt decided to redshirt. He decided to redshirt. It was a um, small, a smart move because he got stronger and eventually turned in a terrific career with the Tar Heels. If you had watched him play as a tar as a freshman and senior as a freshman and then as a senior, I would have been almost unrecognizable, Chilcutt said. I owe all all that development to my teammates and mainly Coach Dean Smith. He had confidence in me when I didn't believe in myself. In the end, Chilcutt, Rick Fox, and King Rice led the Heels to the Final Four in their senior seasons, falling to Kansas in 1991. They finished their careers having played more games, 140, than anyone else in Carolina history. The Heels were 106-34, and 34, including 11-4 and four in the NCAA tournament during their four years. I was proud of that, Chilcutt said. Nothing noting that the games played, games played record was was of great accomplishment. It really showed what kind of coach Coach Smith was and how he developed players. Chilcutt scored 14 points and grabbed 13 rebounds in an overtime win over number one Syracuse in his very first game at UNC. Outstanding body of work. I'll cut the article there so we have enough time to get in some get in some of the other questions. But outstanding body of work and absolutely a great career at North Carolina. Yeah, that everything you said there's right on, and I'll cut it short too. But but the fact that I played every game at Carolina, I never missed a game, is a testament not only to to myself working hard, but to Coach Smith, as like I said, believing in me. And you got to put players in positions where they can develop you, you can't just keep them in practice so getting me on the game on the court during the game was essential to my development and, I, and I, that's the last thing i want to say about that wow. yes sir but to get you just a little bit more shine there in that overtime win over number one syracuse pete you hit a game a buzzer beating jumper that sent the game into overtime and the Tar Heels went on and beat syracuse that year <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> Bowman, and don't think I haven't watched that that game on YouTube many times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. T- All right, Coach G, I kick it over to you. I tell you what, no wonder I don't know, but I don't know how the weather is with you guys, but the, it is definitely uh, Carolina blue here in the uh, in the great Commonwealth of Virginia. So, when that, folks, people don't realize that you know what is Pete went on. He was the first round pick and uh, first round draft pick and number twenty seven overall in nineteen. 19- 91 as we transition into his nba career went on to win an nba championship 
with the Houston Rockets. Now, you know what? I'm a big Rockets fan because a great friend of mine, Ralph Sampson, just lives right up the uh, right up the road from me. So in that, uh, I've, I've had the chance to go to Houston and, uh, and, and meet some of those guys back in the day. But here we want to go, Pete, is tell us about the NBA experience. How is it to be a world champion? Well, let me tell you. Uh, first of all, tell Ralph I said hello. I I was I played with him out in Sacramento's training camp when he was a great guy. All right, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Uh, being being in the NBA itself is not only a privilege, but like it, it is it's a it's a job. It's a career for for somebody like me uh, to play nine years. Again, going back to where I started uh, was was not only a great accomplishment, but I, I had great pride in just lasting as long as I did and doing whatever it took to stay on teams. And, you know, I tell kids all the time, like, you don't, you, you got to get to the league, no doubt, but to stay in the league, you got to prove you belong. Mm. A lot, a lot of kids get there and, and, and you're like three or four years, uh, three or four years later, where'd they go? What happened to them? So the fact that I was able to stick for nine years and, and the best team I played on, by far, was that 1995 Houston Rockets team. I mean, think about the guys I got to suit up with. Elijah Wan, Clyde Drexler, Kenny Smith, Sam Cassell, Robert Ory, Mario Ellie. I mean, you you go down the list. That was the, a, a team of, of a deep – I mean, talk about the, the big three. We had we had a big two with, with Clyde and, and the Dream, but we had a solid seven or eight-man rotation that could really go out there and play. So – I was on that team. We made a, a, a run in the playoffs. As you remember, I think we were a six seed. Uh, didn't have a great regular season. A lot of, had a lot of injuries. But uh, when, when you got a guy that is literally the dream was about the same height as me, right, 6'9", and that was, was destroying whoever he played against. And he was known that you had never seen before. And you have we have guys around him that can shoot the ball and, and playmaker. And we did everything covered. You had Rudy T., as a coach, he was giving the players, you know, the reins to kind of play their game. I mean, it all came together, um, and we got better throughout the playoffs. A lot, a lot of people don't even remember. I started the first two uh, rounds of those playoffs. Then he switched to small ball and put uh, Ori at the four, and that's when we became unstoppable. So, you know, how you get mad at a coach at a coach for benching you when you become better as a team? And, and that move propelled us through that championship. I mean, we swept. Shaq and the in the in the, uh, in the magic at that point, like I think we could have beat won the Olympics. I mean, we we were just rolling, <laughs> we were just rolling. I'm telling you. So so that experience uh, for, for for eight other years, my teams were pretty much no good. I'm telling you. So for for that one year when I played on a championship team. Uh, it, it's the stuff that dreams are made of, and it's a memory I'll never forget. How about that? So, listen, folks, what you don't understand, his uh, Pete, his, he scored 2,400 points. He had 1,900 rebounds and had 488 assists in his NBA career. How about that? Coach, Coach Quick, man, you are talking tonight to a NBA world champion. Your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, that's, I, I'm super ecstatic to be sitting here having a conversation with um, an NBA champion and a Tar Heel legend at the same time. And, Pete, it's like you're reading off my paperwork, man, because I had here April 9th, 1995, Chilcutt scored a career-high 25 points in a Rockets 123-120 victory over the Denver Nuggets. 
he also grabbed nine rebounds that night. But I also had something that you touched on. Chill Cut started 15 of the Rockets' playoff games in their 1995 run to the NBA title. What an outstanding body of work to be able to play play alongside the Dream and Clyde Drexler, who are two of the 50 greatest players of, of all time in the NBA. Man, that, that's got to be outstanding. You also got an opportunity to play with um, Kenny Smith, another Tar Heel legend. So you won a championship with with, Ken, with Kenny Smith, and that's, that's big time. So could you touch on that and just that that gratifying feeling that you had hoisting that um that NBA championship trophy? Well, you know, when you know, as I mentioned, you get in the league, you want to stay in the league. So once that's once you're in the league, though, you all want to win. Like you want to win this championship. That that's everyone's goal. And and I mean, you can name the great players who have never done it. And and for a lot of reasons, sometimes it's not their fault, but. To get to the the the, the top of the, the hill to win that championship is is it takes a lot of, of great players. It takes a lot of luck. And what happened in that in that playoff series uh, along the way was you know we were we are almost we almost lost to Utah. We were game game five in Utah, game game seven in Phoenix. I mean, can you imagine uh, being in those environments for game seven? Those those are those are no win situations. Uh, and we, I think we beat three 60-win teams. I mean, the, the stuff that we did was unprecedented. So to go to go from um, – uh, and it's, it's too bad that your radio show is not longer because I got so many stories about that season that, that we probably can't get into because of time. But to get to where we got uh, for myself and for the team and, and to, to do it with, like, a great group of guys that just wanted to win, I mean, we had – as you, as you mentioned, to be on the team with with uh, Kenny Smith, you know, one of the great players that I started my career with in North Carolina, was, was just awesome. To be able to just get to know some of those guys from a competitive standpoint, uh, and to, and for have to have Rudy T, you know, as you mentioned, have the trust in me to start me in the playoffs. Uh, it was it was a dream come true, and you don't realize how sweet it is. You've heard players say this because some players never get back, right? Mm. And that's yes, sir. You get one chance, and we had our. We I had my one chance, and and we we're, were able to get that trophy, and uh, and I consider that probably the highlight of my career in, in, in throughout college in the, in the league, just winning that that trophy that year. Yes, sir, Coach G. I'll kick it over to you. Well, you know what, folks, we got on our very special guest via telephone, Mr. Pete Chilcut, UNC legend, and we're discussing some of the absolutely fantastic time, and as he won a world championship with the Houston Rockets. We're going to step away, here from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com. 
or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparker Cleaners today for your free estimate. 910-781-8488 and we will clean your worries away. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, folks, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick, and we just, you know what, it's Monday evening, and I hope your evening has been fantastic because we've been sitting here chopping it up with UNC legend and also world champion Mr. Pete Chilcutt, and he played with, again, uh, several teams in the NBA, but he did win the championship uh, with the Houston Rockets. And like you said, Robert Ory, uh, the Dream, Kenny Smith. Big, I, it's just, it, the, the list goes on. But here's my thing, Coach Quick. Pete started on that squad. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Yes, sir. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't down there knocking over the Gatorade bottles and going, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, can, can, can somebody hand me a towel? The man was out in the starting lineup with a squad like that. So that is why he's a Carolina legend. That is why he was voted the top player to ever come out of Alabama and play for those Tar Heels. And he's on the GQ Coaches Show, and we certainly, certainly appreciate that. So here, I, w- I want to play a number game with you right quick, Pete, before I kick it over to – to uh, Coach Quick, I'm going to call out a number that you wore this number during your career. And I want, if you don't mind, tell the for why did you wear number 32? Well, I wore, I wore, uh, I wore a different number in high school because high school jerseys were determined by, by how big you were. So the biggest jersey they had was 50, so I wore that. But I always knew I had to be number 32 because I grew up watching the L.A. Lakers, and Ooh. I was in love with Magic Johnson. So... I was a Magic Johnson fan from from early on, and that's where 32 came from. And whenever I had a chance, I, I took it. Some places like like the Utah Jazz, some guy named Malone had it. He wouldn't give it to me, uh, <laughs> but I, that was that was the reason. Big big Magic Johnson fan growing up. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? L.A. boy, I tell you what, man, we need the Lakers to get back on the uh, man. It, it's tough to be to be in L.A. and not seeing that Showtime, Coach Quick, man. What, what you got, man? Yes, sir. Pete, I'd just like for you to touch on today's college basketball player, and could you talk about NIL a little bit? 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I wish we had NIL when I was coming through. Good Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm back in the area, and, uh, and I've been over to, to the Smith Center, and I go to practice, and I, I'm talking to the coaches over there, and I'm like, it's, it's a different landscape. It's, it's almost unimaginable compared to what we went through, and it's so much stuff is just legal now. So, so the stuff that we would, you know, would definitely not even be able to touch, you know, they get paid for without even a question. So um, I think it's changed the landscape, but also, you know, in, in a good way, uh, it's, it's forcing some of those players who might decide to leave. Like now they have a reason to stay like, mm-hmm. like Armando, yes, Armando Baycott, like you know, he could, he could leave last year. He could, he could leave after this year, but he's also now thinking about what my other option is. I can get like six figures staying here. Like, so it, it, it's provided options to these athletes. It's given probably um, a lot of athletes who never would have had access to any funds, access to funds. I mean, when I went to school, I don't know about you guys, but like I was poor. Like when, when I got my $15 uh, post-game meal money, like like that was like heaven. So uh, these kids now, they have options to make some money, promote themselves, uh it gives it gives coaches some options. Now, there's some downside to it. I think we've we've heard about some of the players, uh, you know, getting these deals like almost like they're, they're they're selling the schools are selling themselves. But I think by and large, it's been a good thing for the players. I think there may have to be some more regulations uh, at some point to figure out how to make it so it's not abused. But I think it's a good thing for players, and and uh, as, as as long as they make it so everyone has access uh, and it's not abused, I think it's a good thing. Yes, sir. I, I agree with you. And just to touch on Carolina a little bit, um, Hubert Davis and his squad, they played a scrimmage against themselves um, um, a few weeks back that helped raise some NIL money for every player on the team. And I just I thought that was big time. And and Armando Baycott has been instrumental in actually helping some of his other teammates make money um, from NIL. And, and I just say that, you know, these schools have made money off you guys for years. So I think it's a it's a good thing that um, some of these kids are being able to, to get some compensation for their name, image, and likeness. It's pretty big time. And um and like I said, and like but like no, like you said, there may have to be some regulations put on some of the things that are going on. But but can you imagine yourself being in, in a movie like uh, like a series like Armando Baycott is in the Outer Banks? No, no. Again, there's opportunities now that are popping up that we wouldn't even have thought of. So, so, so it, it, it's definitely a good thing. And it's and the players, you know, they're just coming along. They're they're probably more mature now than we were. They're they're athletically maybe a little bit more developed, and they're making now business decisions when they're 17, 18 years old. So that can't be a bad thing. Like when you're putting people in that position early on, I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. Coach Z kicking it over to you. All right, so here's where I want to go as we start to wrap this up. Pete, man, we want to talk about last year's, you know, season with a you know tremendous body of work. Uh, you know, a lot of, and again, former teammate of yours is now uh sitting in the big chair. Tremendous job. Uh we know it was a rocky start. Some people wanted him out of Chapel Hill in, in the first five games, and I'm like, Okay, you know what you're out of your mind. And it, it, you know, you get you gotta gotta write the ship. So what a tremendous season. What do you think? is going to be the key for this year's Carolina team. Well, well, let me give you a little, a little history. Also, I don't know if you guys know, I used to live with Hubert when I played here. So he was a year behind me. 
So we lived together my senior year, his junior year, and I'm really close with Hubert. And so uh, I came back for his first game last year. Um, I went to the Final Four last year. I support that man and what he's doing. And and uh, I hear you. There's always going to be critics, but he's doing everything the right way. He's got his heart and soul in it, and uh, I believe him in him and the program. This year, uh, I've been to a couple practices recently, and and let me just tell you, you probably have a, an inkling what's going on down there, but those boys are going to be deep. I'm telling you, they got they got. <laughs> they got players that you that you think maybe won't contribute this year that you might be surprised now Hubert might have the challenge of how to get them all in the game but I'm watching them practice and I'm like well I knew he could do that but like where'd that guy come from like some these freshmen are are gonna be good if the Jalen Washington kid can get healthy he's gonna be a major contributor and, and the thing that that coach Smith preached on uh when he was around was you get better when you're in school, like between your freshman and sophomore year, you get better in the summer. And I think you guys, I, I hope we all see what I've seen. And that is that there's a lot of players that, that played last year that are better than they were last year. Mm. And that's, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. And, and we're deeper. And so again, that that's a good problem to have for, for Hubert is that, that he has a, the decisions to make the, how to use those guys. Uh, the biggest problem they have this year, I think, is just is just staying on top of their emotions, staying staying hungry, you know, just always trying to fight to do what's right on the court, and that's why it's good they have this these upperclassmen that they have kids who have been there, like they're not all young and just going on emotion. So, I I I I I think they could be one of the best teams we've seen in a long time, but they have to go do it right. We've seen lots of talented teams not be able to put it together, but. Uh, Given that run they, they made it last year and how people were developing to have most of those guys back with some extra pieces, like, you know, it's kind of scary how good they can be. But but by no means is it a given, right? Every year is different. They could have an injury. They could have something go on. So I, I, I'm hopeful they just stay healthy and they stay focused. And I think if they do, we get we got big things ahead. Wow. Wow, yeah, man, he, man, you know what he he you know, he broke that he broke that. You know, what? We, we might have to give Peter. He, he might have to come on once a week, Coach. You know, he, he, yeah, he, sir. he that was definitely almost. Uh, he sounded like he was in the real talk segment. So with that, Coach Quick, I'll kick it over to you uh, for your closing comments as we wrap up with Pete. Yes, sir, um, Pete. I just like to say. Man, it's been an honor and a privilege to be able to sit here and have a conversation with you today. I just want to say thank you for accepting the invitation, coming on our show, the GQ Coaching Show, here on ESPN Radio 1240, The Boss. It's been an outstanding conversation, just chopping it up with you about life, skills, and success. Basketball on top of basketball. What a blessing, and i just like to say thank you, and I wish you and your family the best in your future endeavors. I appreciate it. You know, anytime I get to talk about uh, uh, my history, because I think I have a, a, a history that a lot of kids can learn from. You know, th- there's a lot of kids out there that that want to hear from the LeBron James and the and the Jordans and the, the great players. But you know, there's more of me out there than there are of those guys. There's more guys who just work hard to make it and, and prove that they can't make it. So anytime I get a chance to talk about my journey and how I made it, you know, I love doing it. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills 
that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. You're listening to Basketball More in the Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. You know what, folks, I don't know about you, but uh, Coach Quick, man, I've been on cloud nine all Monday evening uh, just because knowing that, one, we were going to have Pete on, but he absolutely delivered the goods. And I certainly appreciate you reaching out and uh, making that contact uh, through your sources to get Pete on. Your thoughts? Hey, Coach G, you're absolutely correct, man. It was just a great show tonight. And Pete was dropping, even though he was a big guy, he was dropping dimes out there for us. And, man, it was just an outstanding body of work today. I really enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed it. I'm I'm, a, I'm still glowing. I'm glowing at the bits right now. You know what? Without a doubt. So, hey, it's Monday night. We got to drop in our predictions for Monday night football. So who you got? Hey, I'm taking the Chargers tonight, 31 to 10 over the Denver Broncos. Man, you're not riding with them Broncos, but I tell you what, Russell Wilson, man, yeah, he's struggling and he's not getting it done right now. Uh, when I look at my my, my sheet here, uh, they're in third place, and his his passer percentage is only 59 percent, Coach. So uh, he is definitely struggling. But I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna take the Denver Broncos just to kind of switch it up. Because I got to come after you because, you know what, I think you're up a game. Your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, um, after Monday night, we were th- we were at 5-5, five and five, sitting at 5-5. Five and five. And, uh, no, I believe we're both tied. We both picked the commanders on Thursday night as well. So we're tied right now. Well, that's a good thing. All right, Coach, you know where you need to take us. For Coach Goins, our very special guest, NBA champion and Tar Heel legend, Pete Chilcutt. And for myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the locker room. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com. 